Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And hey, welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Future Brew Recruiting Podcast right here on MazeandBrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and with me as usual is John Simmons, Maize and Brew Recruiting Contributor, but we also have another recruiting contributor on board with us at maizenbrew.com, getting him on the podcast for the very first time this evening, Seth Barry. Very excited to have you on, man. Uh, you've been doing great with your recruiting contributions uh, writing so far, so let's see what your podcast chops are like. How you doing today, man? Not too bad. Um, yeah, it's it's good to be on. It's nice to wear you know, we can kind of work this in the schedule so I can start, um, you know, coming on some some podcasts and, you know, talking about uh, recruiting. So Michigan football recruiting. So, no, it's it's been like I said, it's been great um, being on Maze and Brew and um, everyone's been been super cool, um, you know, and I've, you know, been contributing, obviously, on the writing portion. Um, you know, I've, I've done a little podcasting, you know, experience I used to run one of my buddy um, that we did for a little while. So it's, it's good to be kind of back on the mic and, you know, in that sense. So it's good to be with you guys. Zoom issues before the podcast and all, uh, but yes, happy to have you back <laughs> on the podcast or back on the uh, podcast for the very first time. Uh, this is going to be awesome. I mean, I'm really pumped to have you here. Um, like I said, you've been doing great with the, the writing so far. If you haven't, Read any of Seth's work, head to mazenbrew.com right now. Several uh, posts already up on Maze and Brew. Um, so, Seth, welcome to Future Brew. We're happy to have you. We're happy to have you here and on Maze and Brew. John, let's get you into the mix. How are you doing, my friend? 
I'm doing well. I'm enjoying the extra hour of uh, sunlight. You know, losing the hour sucks, but uh, having, you know, extra time to be outside and uh, take a walk around the neighborhood after work was really nice today. You know, I'll I'll be totally honest with you. The whole spring forward, like people complain about it all the time. I've, I've heard several complaints about it yesterday, several today. I kind of like it. Like the extra hour of sunlight is super nice. And all you have to do is accommodate your sleep schedule one hour for one night. And that's it. I mean, it's, it's not a big deal, but yeah, I mean, having sunlight out, we're recording this it's, in real time. It is seven eleven PM uh, on Monday, March 14th. And I still see sun out my window right now. So that is a beautiful sight to see. Um, getting closer and closer to the spring and, uh, we'll get closer to those summer official visits as well. Um, speaking of visits, let's just go right into it. Cause we got some unofficial visitors to, uh, recap here from this past weekend. And, uh, among the articles that I hinted at that Mr. Seth Barry had whipped up for us on mazebrew.com, he previewed, uh, this past weekend's recruiting visitors, for the Wolverines. And we're just going to dive right in because there were several really high ranked prospects in this 2023 class that were on campus had uh, posted some photos on Twitter. I saw earlier today and uh, the most notable in my eyes, and uh, you guys can agree or disagree with me if you so choose is Caden green. And he is a four-star offensive tackle from the state of Missouri, a really highly regarded prospect at six, five, three, 10, he is ranked 64 on 24-7 Sports' composite, the seventh-ranked offensive tackle and the number two player in the state of Missouri. It really seems like at this point it's going to be either Michigan or Oklahoma. I know that he grew up uh, a Sooner fan, and I believe he resided in Oklahoma for some time, now lives in Missouri. Uh, So Oklahoma is going to be a tough school to beat, but Michigan is doing pretty much all they can at this point to land him and his commitment. Uh, It it sounded like he had a really good time and he spoke with uh, my guy, Bryce Merritt over at uh, the Michigan insider on 24 seven sports and uh, said that he was going to be coming back for an official visit in June. So, I mean, uh, pretty much if you get a kid on campus and then have them immediately schedule another visit and it's going to be an official visit, I, to me, I'll, I'll toss it right over to you, John. I mean, that seems pretty uh, indicative of where his head is at regarding the Wolverines. I, I think this was a big step in this recruitment, and I, I kind of doubted Michigan's chances for a little bit. Uh, but after this visit, I, I think they're kind of squarely in this thing with Oklahoma. What do you think, John? Yeah, definitely. I think um, even before this visit, um, they had him up in January. And I think uh, that was like a big eye opener for Green and really uh, moved Michigan up. And now I think um, after this visit, they're doing uh, even better. I think it's really one or two um, for Michigan there, right, with Oklahoma, um, you know, with those ties like you were talking about him growing up there and his family being from Oklahoma. I think that gives them the edge here, but it is a good sign that he scheduled an official visit. Um, I think in the article he mentioned, uh, you know, he's going to take like four visits and Michigan is going to be after Oklahoma, which is good. Um, So I think he'll probably wrap it up over the summer sometime once he takes those visits. Um, And if Michigan just has some time here to keep chipping away there um, and kind of, 
you know, convince him to come up north. I think that would be huge and a good, uh, uh, you know, flag for Sharon Moore to plant here, getting a top 100 guy. Seth, what do you think about all of this? Because this is a pretty big, uh, pretty big deal in my mind. I mean, to get a top 100 kid on campus for a second time uh, in just a few months and then have him immediately schedule an official visit. Um, I, I mean, it really seems like he's bonded well with Sharon Moore, kind of like what John was alluding to. Um, I, I mean, this seems like a real nice step uh, in the right direction. What do you think? No, I think um, like John is kind of alluding to, I think this, his relationship with Moore, um, you know, has, has really been able to build over time. Um, you know, when, and this goes for kind of all the recruits, but when they can get on, you know, get on the practice field and like, like, like say Michigan's in the middle of um, spring ball right now. So you can kind of get to see more in action, you know, they want to know, you know, what's my day to day going to be like um, in terms of being a player and being a, um, you know, being coached by some of these, uh, by the coaches. Um, you know, I think the, that, that's where the parents really come in and they, they really, you know, when I was at Western Michigan there as a, as a student reporter, you know, these, these recruits would come in, um, you know, during spring ball, they'd be, they'd be very attentive to what's going on um, all the time in terms of, you know, how's their practice going to look. So, but Michigan has, you know, they've, they've done a really good job here. I agree with John in, in the sense that it is, I think it's going to be difficult to pull them from Oklahoma, but the the way you know the way that this is trended um you know it's a good sign for michigan that they're able to stay in the mix and uh moving forward um going into the summer and as he takes more visits you know like like you guys said if they if michigan keeps chipping away they could they could find a way to land him yeah and another great point that uh john had brought up that i didn't even really think about was michigan gets uh, the visit after oklahoma and i think that's always great as well you never want to be that first official visit I mean, you look at Josh Connerly's recruitment. Uh, the one official visit that he took last season was to Michigan, and it seemed like the Wolverines were ahead for a really, really long time. He still hasn't committed anywhere, and he's in the 22 class, the five-star offensive lineman from the West Coast. And at this point, it seems like a toss-up. Could be Michigan, could be USC. Perhaps he just stays home at Washington. Who knows at this point? But I would lean towards him staying on the West Coast. Pretty much my point here is that you never want to be that first to visit. Uh, I would always want to be the last school that a kid gets to see before he ends up deciding where he wants to go, especially a kid uh, as highly regarded uh, as Caden Green, a top 100 prospect overall, one of the uh, highest regarded offensive tackles in the country. Uh, these are players that Sharon Moore honestly really hasn't been able to land since he's been the offensive line coach at Michigan. So this would be a huge turning point, uh, not only for his uh, recruiting progress with uh, the offensive linemen, but just with this class in general, because it's kind of been a little slower for the Wolverines uh, 2023 class. So let's move on to another offensive lineman that Michigan does have a pretty good shot with, I think, uh, but it's going to be really tough to overcome uh, another blue blood in the Clemson Tigers. And this offensive lineman is Sam Pendleton. He is a four-star uh, interior offensive lineman, whether he's a guard or a center. Kind of remains to be seen, but he's listed at 6'4", 305. He's from North Carolina and has a few 
crystal ball predictions in for Clemson, but it kind of seems like his recruitment is he's starting to pump the brakes a little bit. He took this visit to Michigan and it, it kind of seemed like it opened his eyes up a little bit more. He got to interact with the coaches. He got to see the coaches in action, see the practices. Now he says that he's probably not going to decide on a commitment or wherever he ends up going, probably won't decide until uh, after more visits. And he said that he's going to take an official visit to Michigan in the summer. Doesn't have a date set up yet, but this one sounded like it was going to end pretty soon here. Sounded like it was going to end this month, quite frankly. And uh, it, it keeps getting pushed back. And uh, honestly, I, I could see this getting pushed back even more if uh, things get more heated between Michigan and Clemson, because at this point, those are really the two schools uh, at the very top for Pendleton. Obviously, he has other really good offers. He's listening to Penn State. Uh, he really likes what NC State has to offer as well. Uh, also has some offers from Florida and Louisville, uh, Tennessee. Uh, who uh, may or may not have just thrown the absolute bag at a five-star quarterback, but I'm going to stop talking about that because I uh, don't want to, don't want to assume too many things here, but John, I'll throw it over to you. Um, uh, this seems like a kid that Michigan really likes and, and that they're obviously pushing for Sharon Moore leading the charge in this recruitment. Um, I, I think this is great news that he's going to take an official visit in the summertime, because like I said previously, Sounded like this one was going to get wrapped up pretty quick here. So Michigan just keeps pushing for this guy and uh, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. I think the longer this goes uh, right now is the better it is for Michigan. Um, I think it's good that he uh, already said he's going to take an official visit over the summer. I think that gives Michigan more time to kind of make up some ground here. Um, I think they're kind of past the point where that like, big shock of getting the Clemson over and like the rush to commit um, in the aftermath in the aftermath is gone. So I think Michigan did well to stave that off and keep him uncommitted um, during that period. And now they just kind of got to keep chipping away. I think they did have the lead before the Clemson offer. So they had a good foundation there, but just kind of keep working at it. Um, you got to keep Michigan president in their mind. So it's good that they got him back up on a visit. Um, I think it's pretty similar to Green there. Well, this is his second visit, um, and he's going to come up again, you know, probably in June for an official. Hopefully they can get him late in um, June to be one of the last officials and kind of close the deal um, then over the summer. Yeah, I think it's great news as well. And, and uh, the Michigan insider, Steve Lorenz, he had uh, posted on the Michigan insider that he's close to flipping his crystal ball back to Michigan. It was originally on Michigan and then Clemson picked up that steam and he flipped it to Clemson now saying that he's close to flipping it back to Michigan. So if that's really the case and I'll throw it over to you, Seth, uh, this really seems like a prospect who doesn't really know what he wants and is really torn between two schools. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's, there's obviously still time for him to decide to decide and, um, like say, Vaughn, when you, you talk about, you know, if you expect it to be, you know, something that he could have decided this month um, in terms of the Clemson offer and what he would do there for Michigan to, to continue to push and kind of drag this out. I think it just, um, it speaks to the job, you know, Sharon Moore is doing and, um, you know, what, what he's, he's able to do and in terms of resonating with these offensive line recruits and, you know, like, I agree, like, as this keeps going, I think, 
I think Pendleton is a guy that's going to continue to be in the mix and, you know, between, between Michigan and Clemson and, um, you know, we'll see what happens, but if Michigan, like, like Johnson can just keep chipping away at it, I mean, it's going to be, um, you know, it, it, it'll be tight, but, um, you know, as it, as it drags on, I think that is definitely good news for Michigan. Yeah, I think so too. Cause it, it seemed like he was bound to pick Clemson. Cause I, I, I can't remember, and I don't know if you guys know this either. I can't recall exactly, but I, I think there was like a, a commitment date set and pushed it back. I could be thinking of someone else. I, I don't know if that's Pendleton or not. Um, yeah, that was, I think that was like back in December before he got the Clemson offer. Yeah. And then I think that's what changed what made him push it back. Um, so I think it was going to be Michigan before, and then the Clemson changed it, but then Michigan was able to get him to not commit to Clemson. So they're kind of going back and forth there trying yeah, to get it, the other to not commit. And and this was back before he was even ranked. I, I think at that point he was an unranked prospect. Now he's just tipping the scales in, in that four-star range, uh, low four-star, high three-star. So not, uh, you know, really good evaluation by Sharon Moore uh, in that regard as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it's going to be tough. Uh, we'll certainly see what happens here. Very interested to see what happens, but uh, probably won't know on that one for a few more months. Let's flip to the defensive line, go from offensive to defensive line and talk about another visitor who was in Ann Arbor this past weekend. And he's from the state of Michigan, and his name is Jalen Thompson a highly regarded prospect as well. 6'3", 245, plays at a school all Michigan fans should be familiar with, Cass Tech in the city of Detroit. He's ranked 180 overall on the composite, number two player in the state of Michigan. Have uh, a couple crystal balls in the favor of the Michigan State Spartans. Uh, But at this point, I think it's a pretty wide open race for him with Michigan State, obviously Michigan, uh, Kentucky is another huge player in his recruitment as well. And it uh, doesn't really seem like there's a clear-cut leader here, but uh, he spoke with 24-7 Sports after the visit, said that he really liked what he saw, and uh, obviously he got to see a practice as well. He noted that he loved the tempo and the team mentality of Michigan right now and uh, just had a great time overall, was able to bond with Mike Elston, the new defensive line coach, uh, Ron Bellamy, obviously someone <laughs> everyone's familiar with Ron Bellamy at this point, and as well as Steve Klinkscale, those two guys are kind of in the recruitments for everybody um, that Michigan is going after, especially within the Midwest. And so he got to see a couple of his uh, buddies at Michigan as well. Very familiar with Raheem Anderson, a former teammate, Rayshon Benny, another defensive lineman, and uh, Donovan Edwards. Uh, obviously, everybody. Um, knows Donovan Edwards as well, was a really highly ranked prospect when he was in high school too. Uh, So if you're a player in the state of Michigan, you probably know Donovan Edwards. So John, um, you know, I'll be honest, I I don't really know where to put my head at with this recruitment. It seems like one that Michigan could win, but it just doesn't really seem like Michigan's pushing all that hard because they've got a lot of defensive linemen on the board. I just feel like Jalen Thompson at this point probably isn't among the top guys uh, that they have because Mike Elston came in and he was dishing out offers like Oprah was dishing out cars on on her program uh, when she was on TV. But it it just really seems like at this point, Jalen Thompson is probably a little lower 
on the list for Mike Elston in Michigan right now, but obviously a really good player and a guy that they've been recruiting for a long time. I, I think if he's one of their backup options, uh, I would consider him a, a really, really good option being the number two player in the state of Michigan. And he has a pretty versatile skill set as well. So, John, uh, I'll toss it over to you with all of that in mind. Yeah, it's interesting. I think um, there's concerns about where he fits in Michigan's defense. You know, does he have the size to bulk up to be a three tech and move inside or, you know, is he athletic enough to stand up and um, rush off the edge um, in a two point stance? Um, I think he'd be better in a four down system. But, you know, if you're Michigan, do you want to let the number two guy from a pipeline school um, in the state go to your rival. Um, you know, I'm not saying they would take Thompson just to keep him away from Michigan state or Kentucky or someone, but I do think they um, it's a good idea for them to keep recruiting him um, and, you know, keep a good relationship with the school. And, you know, even if he's a backup, you know, make the other schools work a little bit harder. Um, and then who knows, you know, your top targets end up choosing uh, other schools and you still have a pretty good, you know, top 200 type player um, there that you're keeping warm. So I think either way, um, Michigan is in a good spot here. You know, if they want to, they could turn up the heat even more and probably um, land him with a good push. But um, I think it just kind of depends on how the defensive line board kind of sorts itself out. Yeah, and I, and I would imagine it probably will sort itself out within the next few months for sure. Um, you know, a lot of these guys that Mike Elson offered, he's going to evaluate all of them and see which ones he really likes the most. And And Michigan will get a you would imagine probably a pretty decent haul along the defensive line. And uh, just keep in mind that, uh, you know, with all of these offers going out, he, he's also probably recruiting a few guys, or I wouldn't say probably, he is recruiting a few guys uh, that he had committed to Notre Dame for sure. Uh, Seth, I'll pass it over to you. Um, uh, just uh, what's your take on this recruitment and just the defensive line board in general? I mean, you know, like you made the point with Mike Elston. I mean, he's been he's been really hitting the recruiting trail hard, you know, since he was hired. And, you know, a lot of it, a lot of it's been edge rushers. And um, John, you made the point to where, you know, where does Jalen Thompson really fit in um in this Dell defense? You know, I'm sure, I'm sure that he would be able to um, you know, to find a spot. And, you know, even if his it is as a rotational guy, um, you know, to see what happens if he were to commit to Michigan and where he would fit in scheme wise. But um, no, I, like I said, I think Elson's done a good job. I, I think it would be smart. I agree with John in terms of, um, you know, keeping contact, keeping in touch um, just to make sure that, you, you know, you do have a security blanket in that sense, um, especially when you're talking about an, an in-state guy, you know, um, not that it'd be the, the end of the world if he, if he committed to a Michigan state, but um, you know, you, you want to keep in his ear and, um you know, like I said, it, it, it'll it'll certainly depend on, I think, how the rest of the defensive line board plays out as the 2023 class, um, you know, kind of shapes up. But, um, you know, he's he, obviously a really good player. Um, he has, a, like I said, a lot of connections um, on the current Michigan team right now. So um, it'll be interesting to see how, how it plays out. But like I agree with you guys, like just I think they'll keep in contact with them. They'll they'll kind of see where where it plays out and whether they push for him really hard or not. I think depends on um how the rest of the board shapes out. 
Yeah, I think so too. And I'm definitely in the department of take a guy if you're taking him away from Michigan State. Um, not to get like petty or anything, but uh, they did it with Andrell Anthony. They did it with Sean Benny. Uh, they did it with Van Sumeren for a little bit, but then uh, that whole fiasco happened. So um, uh, all really good players, in my opinion. I, I think the Van Sumeren, who is actually sticking with Michigan State, the defensive lineman, I, I think he will be a decent player at one point. Um, but yeah, I, if you can take a player away from a rival, you do it. Um, you know, whether it's Michigan State, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Ohio State does it to Michigan all the time, even with the lower ranked kids in the state of Ohio, they'll just take Michigan uh, or take players that Michigan wants. So that's just me. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but that's kind of where my head's at. Um, moving on, though, we'll uh, uh, flip back um, to the defensive backfield here or go to the defensive backfield and uh, talk about in my opinion, I'm really curious to hear what you guys have to say about this prospect. He's not ranked on the composite just yet, but 24 seven has him as a three star and 87 ranking. And uh, his name is Winston Berglund. He is from Carmel, Indiana and is six foot one, 191 pounds visited Michigan this past weekend. Also, Went over to Northwestern, a school that uh, had not offered him, uh, but they did end up offering him uh, when he visited uh, Evanston, Illinois over the weekend. So he got that offer in hand. He also has offers from schools like Purdue, South Carolina, Missouri, Minnesota, Iowa State. Uh, I mean, the list kind of goes on and on for some of those lower tier power five schools. Uh, And he has a lot of Mac schools as well. So not really super well-known or highly regarded yet, but the thing that's interesting about this recruitment in my mind is that Jim Harbaugh was the one that offered him and is the one really taking the reins in this recruitment, it seems like. And he had a pretty decent uh, season last year on the gridiron, had 91 total tackles, seven for loss, six pass deflections, a uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown and an interception return for a touchdown. So he was just making plays left and right for Carmel high school. So John, I'll pass it to you, my friend. Uh, This one is just a really intriguing recruitment. And honestly, the defensive backfield in this class, I feel like they can kind of be conservative with and take their time just because of the guys that they got last year. Um, obviously we, we, we don't have to rattle off the names that they got last year, but they had a ton of high ranked talent, um, at both cornerback and safety. So if Winston Berglund's best position is safety, uh, I think they can kind of be a little bit conservative with, uh, the way that they go about attacking, uh, corners and safeties in this class. So, I mean, if they really, really like this kid, um, it's happened before where where a kid is unranked on the composite Michigan's going after him. They clearly see something that they like in him or some things. And then he ends up blowing up on the recruiting services. So I don't know if that's going to happen with him, uh, but I'm curious to get your take on this recruitment and uh, what you think about him as a prospect. Yeah, I think it's kind of reflective of um, Jay Harbaugh taking over the position. You know, this happens when the new coaches um, take over you're seeing it with Mike Elston and then Grant Newsom too. Just, you know, they're, they have their own board. They have their own opinions on players. 
um, than the previous guy. And so they reevaluate. And I think this is a guy that um, both Harbaugh's apparently really liked. Um, and we'll see if uh, they really try to make him a priority. Um, I think that getting the Northwestern offer is a good, I think, um, you know, they recruit the similar type of academically minded kids. Um, kind of just sounds like a Northwestern guy, that name. Winston Berglund just seems like a, you know, kind of like an elite preppy type kid. So I think Michigan, um, you know, will fit well with him with that culture vibe. So um, we'll see if some of the Midwest powers uh, kind of go after more. I, I, I could see like a Notre Dame um, going after him as well. So uh, we'll just kind of see where he shakes out on Jay Harbaugh's new uh, board at safety there. Um, and if he gets back on campus, you know, maybe for an official over the summer or not. Yeah, sir. <laughs> I I never really thought about the whole preppy high school kid sounding name that he has, Winston Berglund. But you're so right. Um, <laughs> he, he would fit in well at Northwestern. There's no no question about that. Um, Seth, I'll pass it over to you, man. Um, I I just really find this one um, really interesting. I mean, Michigan. You look at the offer list, and and Michigan's certainly the one that stands out. Uh, among all of them. And he's got a few other decent offers there. Um, This doesn't really seem like this one's going to be over anytime soon. Um, So they're probably going to take their time with this one, but really interesting recruitment going on so far. Yeah. I mean, he kind of feels like a player that, you know, and John mentioned, you know, just seems like a Northwestern type of name. It also seems like, like if he were to, to go to one of these Mac schools. I mean, someone who might play one side of the ball then end up on the other side because he's, he's versatile and athletic and, and things like that. I saw that um, many times, of course you see it at power five schools too, of course with Sainer still at Michigan right now, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting that they are recruiting him and that Michigan is, you know, pretty much by far the the biggest name um, on the board, but Fon, I think he made a good point of, you know, with, with the players Michigan has has coming in in this 2022 class in the secondary and uh, and and how good they should be, uh, you know, in, in the back end this year that you figure they they should be pretty solid there for the next two, three years. Um, and just and just being able to, um, you know, be be really good in, in the past defense uh, for a while. So it might be something to where they're, you know, they're kind of looking for diamonds in the rough or or just, um, you know, seeing if they can, if they can evaluate early. And like I said, if he keeps rising in the ranks, like it's gonna, it's gonna really pay off. And then maybe you can really start to make a push um, to land him. But yeah, it's an interesting, he's definitely an interesting player. Um, and we'll see what happens in terms of where he ends up. Like I said, getting another big 10 offer for from Northwestern this weekend, um, you know, was big for him. And we'll see, whether he continues to kind of kind of rise up the ranks. Yeah, I, I would anticipate he probably would. I I can't see him being unranked on the composite forever. And if, if this ends up being one of those recruitments where Michigan finds the diamond in the rough very early and makes him a priority and then he just blows up on the recruiting trail, it's happened before and uh, it'll certainly happen again, whether it's with Winston Berglund or not remains to be seen, but certainly wouldn't be surprised if that ends up being the case. Um, let's move on to one more prospect here who visited this past weekend, uh, and, and we will wrap up with this. Uh, Deacon Tony Ellie, really interesting prospect as well. He is a tight end 
from the state of Illinois, listed at 6'6", 215, uh, number 461 on the composite, number 25 at the tight end position, and number eight in the state of Illinois. Has some other pretty decent offers as well uh, from the likes of Cincinnati, Iowa State, uh, Tennessee, West Virginia, a few other schools in there as well. Uh, the one thing that I really wanted to point out here, though, is uh, they took in a visit from uh, a prospect who's not committed to them. And uh, all the while, the tight end who is committed to Michigan, Andrew Rappelier, who is a very similar in a build. He's 6'4", 215 from the state of Massachusetts, the three-star tight end there. Um, it was reported over the weekend that he is going to be taking a few other visits. Um, and one of them is to Michigan, uh, but two other ones, he's going to go visit Penn state this upcoming weekend, Michigan, the following weekend, and then Boston college, the weekend of April 2nd, which is Michigan spring game. So he's going to be somewhere else while all of the eyes are, uh, either at, uh, Michigan stadium watching the game or watching it on big 10 network. Cause that's uh, going to be broadcast there. So he's going to be at Boston college that weekend. So uh, that's kind of just a big old shrug emoji for me. So uh, the writing kind of seems to be on the wall in my eyes. I, I feel like if he's taking other visits, obviously there's room or a, a, a cause for concern here. Uh, I really, um, you know, if this were a higher ranked prospect and, and honestly, John, at a at, at a position that I would really be freaking out about tight ends, not really a position that I I really, really care about when it comes to high ranked prospects. You want high ranked prospects at quarterback, defensive line, offensive line and, and the skill positions as well. Um, but I mean, as, as far as the offense goes, tight end is the very last one. Um, so as a three star, as a tight end, if he's going to visit other schools, that's perfectly fine by me. You can find tight ends somewhere else and they've got good tight ends on the squad already. So I'm not super concerned about Rappelier, um, especially if they've got a guy like Deacon Tonielli coming in and visiting anyways. They have a new position coach, so you would assume that he's probably going to be going after his guys anyway. Obviously, that being Grant Newsom the new tight end coach. So uh, Tony Alley, uh, just an, another little background here. Jay Harbaugh was the primary recruiter, uh, but it seems like Newsom has kind of picked up the, the pace here and can, is continuing to recruit him. Uh, Tony Alley visited for the Ohio state game. So this is a return visit for him. Um, John, I'll pass it over to you with uh, Tony Alley's visit in mind this past weekend and Rappelier's upcoming visits uh, to some other schools. What's your concern level like? Are, are you kind of just like whatever, like me, or do you think that he's just like this out of this world prospect? No, I mean, I don't think he's an out of the world, like can't miss guy. Um, but, you, you know, you would like to keep guys um, in the fold that you have committed. But, you know, it's kind of hard when there's turnover at his position like there has been at Michigan. Um, you know, I think he really was looking forward to, uh, you know, develop under Jay Harbaugh and all these coaching safeties. And, you know, he would have a first-time position coach in Grant Newsom. You know, that's understandable um, for Rappelier to kind of look around. But Michigan also has lots of other targets. Um, you know, I was just talking about Harbaugh setting out a lot of safety offers. 
And Newsom's been really hitting the trail hard too. He's been offering tons of tight ends um, in the past uh, couple of weeks. So um, Tony Ellie is more familiar. He's was offered a long time ago by Michigan. And uh, I don't think Jay Harbaugh was as high as him um, as Newsom is, you know, getting him back on campus immediately. Um, I think is a pretty big indicator that Newsom is pretty high on him. And I think, um, if Michigan were to push, um, if they had pushed before, I think Tony Ellie would already be in the class. Um, but if uh, Newsom is really picking things up with him again, I think it could be uh, just a matter of time before they get Michigan. And that's kind of, you know, a pretty um, good replacement for Rapelier, even though I think Tony Ellie's more of an inline guy, if I remember correctly from watching his film when um, he was more of a target for the staff. Um, so they may still want to, you know, I think they're, they're looking at taking it too anyway. Um, and I think they'll need to find a guy who's more of like a flex receiver guy like Rappelier is if they get Tony Elliott. Mm-hmm. Seth, your quick thoughts. Yeah, no, I think, I think Von, you made a good point on, you know, it, no matter which direction they go here or what ends up happening, um, you know, with the group of tight ends. And I know um, John did a good job with his article kind of, laying out Michigan's, you know, some of their top targets at that position and the fact that they do want to get two, but that they can take some time to develop here. Um, like you said, with like Eric all from his freshman to his sophomore year, he went from not being able to really catch a pass to, you know, an integral part of, of Michigan's offense. So they've obviously done a good job of, of developing that position. Um, so I think whatever happens here, they, they definitely have time, but um, like I said, Tony Ellie is, is a big target, you know, six six two fifteen right now. Um, you know, as long as they can, you know, you gotta be a good blocker, obviously in Michigan's offense, but you know, again, they kind of, kind of slip out of the, you know, slip out and, and be a big target over the middle. Um, like Eric all was this past year, like they've, they've done a good job there. So I think, um, I'm kind of with you guys, no matter which direction they go, I think, I think they'll be in pretty good shape considering the the targets they have on the board. Yeah, and and they've got so many guys at tight end. It's kind of a little backlogged, honestly, with Lewis Hansen, Matthew Hibner, and the two uh, incoming freshmen, Colson Loveland and Marlon Klein. So they've they've got a lot of guys there. So I'm I'm not too worried about it. Um, but yeah, uh, John, Seth, I appreciate you boys hopping on the pod. And uh, yeah, this is going to wrap up Future Brew here uh, this time around. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at, my friend? At Simmons underscore John. Seth, where can the uh, people listening follow you at on Twitter? Murray underscore Seth 14. Awesome. You can follow Maze and Brew at Maze and Brew on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You know where we're at at this point. And uh, we would certainly appreciate five-star reviews and uh, subscribing to all of the content here. Uh, with the podcast and the YouTube channel. All of it is greatly appreciated. For John and Seth, I am Vaughn. We'll talk to you guys next time.